0: Hello, darlings, and welcome to episode 31 of the Too Blessed To Be Stress podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because I have such a beautiful guest on this week's episode. Rebecca Neal is an Australian business mentor, branding, and social media specialist. She's also a health expert, ex-fitness model, speaker, and podcast host. She's the founder and educator of the Global Biz and Social Hub membership, and she's also the host of Rebecca Neal, the podcast. With a huge passion and knowledge for digital media, content creation, and social media, she combined her love of health and nutrition and her obsession with mindset and understanding human behavior to create the business that she has. She's genuinely passionate about sharing her personal experience and learnings with women around the globe so that they too can create an incredible life like she has by turning their passions into impact and income. She does this by working with startup online coaches and network marketers one-on-one in her mentorship program, taking them from the unknown to influential by helping them release their overwhelm and build confidence to attract track their ideal client. Rebecca has also hosted and ran a number of events and has been the feature in many Australian publications such as oxygen magazine clean eating magazine fitness first magazine just to name a few so in this episode Beck and I discuss Beck's business journey what her biggest struggles were when she started in business why women often fail and give up on their dreams some actionable steps that women can can take to take the business off the ground, and how Beck manages stress and creates her own balance while running a successful business. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Beck is amazing, and I'm so excited for her to share her wisdom. Have a beautiful week, and I'll catch you all soon. Hello, Beck, and welcome to the Too Blessed to Be Stressed podcast. I'm so excited to have you on the show.
1: Hi, beautiful. I'm so excited that you asked me to be here today. And I really am so excited to chat to you about all of the things.
0: Amazing. So one of the first things, I guess the first question that I have for you, I've been asking all my guests this question. What's the one thing that you've learned during COVID-19?
1: Oh this question's a good one because and when you say one thing I'm like gosh how do I sum this up because it has <laughs> been a crazy year like and it's not even over yet right so i think there's been a lot of lessons for me in business and personally and i think one of the things that comes to mind when you ask that is that we're never truly secure even though we may think we are because look what the world has just done when, you know, we could so freely travel, we could so freely see our friends, our family. I haven't seen my family since January and I'm not even able to jump on a one-hour flight, you know, which used to be so easy to do on a regular basis. So I think sometimes that we feel secure when really we're not. And so that would be something for me. And I want to share a couple of other things if that's okay as well. Totally. Share away. <laughs> Uh, I'm never a one-question woman. Maybe it's the Gemini in me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all about star (laughs) signs. I love that. (laughs) So I guess the other thing that I learned when it comes to business is that Although we have this structure and our systems and our agreements and contracts and legal binding documents, let's say, we still need to be human behind our business. And this is something I teach when it comes to personal branding and different things like that. But when it comes to COVID this year, I think we had to all take a seat and Realize we weren't alone and that we were in this together, and that sometimes we just have to be mindful of other humans' emotions and take care of people first outside of business. And so, I really believe that we had to probably, as leaders, step up and go, you know what, right now, this isn't about me, it's not about my income, it's not about my business. How can I help others? How can I serve at a greater level? Which is obviously what my business is all around. And keeping in mind that two things that I'm going to finish this question on is save for a rainy day, like my dad always taught me. (laughs) And what you do right now in business will determine your future success. So what I was lucky enough because I built such a strong base for myself, I made it through COVID because I don't live week to week and I'm very much structured around my resources. So I think um i think what COVID taught me summing that up is that we're never truly really secure and that we need to save for a rainy day and that what we're doing right now will determine our future success and any other things that pop up and we just need to be human and be mindful that there are other humans behind brands or our income and our source of um impact i guess you'd say
0: i love that and i do agree with you i think Whenever someone has a business, sometimes people look from the outside and they're like, they're just trying to make money and do this and that. But I guess for both you and I, it hasn't been about that. It's been about creating value and supporting people during this time and really adding value to people's lives and I think I also love what you said there about finances. I feel like it's been one thing that I've definitely gotten on top of during um, COVID-19 and saving for that rainy day.
1: Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Because, I mean, we suddenly were in this position where, If we had our business and we didn't have support from the government, we had to make sure we had savings to get through or, you know, if we weren't able to have our clients pay our invoices, that meant we were in a lack situation as well. And so if you do have enough resources for, say, six to 12 months, which is where I think most people should be if they can be, then we're in a really secure position. Absolutely. So I guess let's
0: talk a little bit about you. Um, Tell us about yourself. What do you do? How and why did you start your business? I love
1: this because it's such a journey and I always joke and I was saying it to someone this morning, actually my best friend, Jay, was that I'm a a 12-year overnight success. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. People are like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, oh my gosh. Like, how is it you do this and you do that? And it's like, well, yeah, but it hasn't always been like this. You know, for me, I was working in TV and event management. I had a normal job. Let's say I was working in corporate um, and I had such a big passion for the fitness industry. And so I actually was an EA to big managing directors, million dollar, million dollar companies. Um, It was an amazing job, but Pretty much in my downtime, all I did was read Oxygen Magazine and bodybuilding.com. And I was obsessed with like learning about the body and how to change it and how to help other people change it. And I helped one of my bosses at the time lose like 15 kilos. And it was so amazing to see the changes and just coming from a just a passion of mine that when I got made redundant, my friend said to me, because I'd helped him lose weight for like going to Vegas or something silly like that. And he, he was like, you need to be doing this full time and getting paid for it. You're amazing at it. And so I was like, all right, And I went straight in the next Monday, like two days later after I got made redundant into this PT course and the rest is history. It started in the fitness industry. I was a fitness model at a high level and something I've always done in my business in any shape, depending, didn't matter what industry I was in. I always achieved a high level because I always go in and I go all in and I'm like, I'm here to play full out 110%. I'm not here to muck around, you know, I'm going to do this. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it fully. So was the fitness industry? I was a strength coach um, and a sports model uh, physique, you know, uh, coach as well. I also competed myself. From the back of there, I had some mental health uh, issues, let's say, and struggles. And so, from that, I left the fitness world and I went into more of the health and health science. I studied health science, bachelor of health science. I studied health coaching and i became obsessed with understanding more about how nutrition and health plays a role in our mental health and mindset and living a better life long term rather than for a physical aspect because being in the fitness industry, all you really care about is how you look and physically um, it's a very egotistic space. And I left all that behind to then, you know, trudge on to experience more around mind. And then I studied life coaching. I went into network marketing for a good, you know, four to five years. I loved being a part of that, but I just felt really unfulfilled in a sense, I guess on a deeper level, I wanted to help more and impact on a greater scale. So where I'm at today I'm a business mentor and a social media educator and a podcast host as well. And what I do is work with with women who have big visions for themselves and generally in the health and wellness space so I can help them create the success that I've had over my 12 years of having my own websites and coaching and working with people and creating a great network marketing business. So I am a one-to-one coach is probably the best way to put it
0: amazing it's and I love that you've done so many things and I think whenever what you just said sometimes people look at you and they're like oh she's so successful she's got this and that but you've worked for a really long time to get there and sometimes people don't see the journey that you've gone through to get where you are Mm -hmm. today
1: Definitely. And, you know, I I was talking to someone yesterday, I was like, I wouldn't know what to do if I had to have a job now, like it's been that long since I've actually worked for someone else. And so you get to a place where if you stay the course of what you want to create, you do get to a level of success where you can work for yourself full time. And going the other way is actually quite bizarre. Whereas normally people are like, oh, I wonder if I can turn my passions into a full time thing. Whereas for me, it's like, gosh, I wouldn't even know what to do to go back the other way now.
0: Yeah, totally. And I think that happens when you start doing your own thing. But I guess what were your major struggles and stresses that you experienced when you first started your own business and started your own work? Take the audience through a journey. I think when I think about
1: this question, it's a great question because everyone experiences different struggles and stresses in business, depending on the type of person you are and your limiting beliefs and the work you've done on yourself personally. I really believe that business is about personal growth. And the more you put effort into growing yourself, your business will grow exponentially. It's really, really powerful. And so I think one of the things that continuously pops up for me is uncertainty as any business owner and leader at any level we will always feel some form of discomfort around certainty because nothing is ever certain clients coming in are never certain right and so i think this just propels you to achieve at a higher level of success because you know that when you're playing up there it's not the certainty is the uncertainty isn't as big so definitely that but when you start off early on in your business journey things like you know competition and even more so now with social media there's increased competition so like comparing ourselves um, I think also when starting out resources is definitely something because I think if I'd invested in myself and my business growth earlier on I may have had greater success sooner so I think having um, a financial backing can really help people when they start out in business for me I think um, some of the struggles I have are around uh numbers. I'm a real words person. I'm really good at creativity, but numbers really challenge me. So I think this is where when you get to a place where you can invest in someone to do that stuff for you, then it's really powerful to be able to do, you know, delegate what you're not great at. And I think the one thing that stays true in my mind for anyone that is on a business journey is stay the course and it's something I'll always say because people um and we might talk about this later on, but I think people give up too quickly on their dreams.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really tricky at the start, because particularly, I think if you come from a job that you've had continuous income, you have to put those extra hours in and know that you might not necessarily get paid the amount that you usually would get paid, but it just all takes time and being a little bit more patient with yourself. So I Yes, then that brings me on to why do you think women fail in business and why do you think they give up so quickly
1: i think there's so much in that question and i think um There's so many moving parts because obviously working with women in business, I see so many different avenues and just to go back on what you said there before I answer that question is, you know, network marketing is a really classic example to this. You feel like you're doing so much in the beginning for so little and then in the end you're doing little for a lot if you stay the course. And I think too often people can't see the bigger picture and want instant gratification and this is unfortunately a lot of the world we live in right now so that definitely plays a role but if we can stay true to our mission and our vision and know that it might take extra hours you may be working full-time and have five kids and doing this and doing that but if you truly believe what you want to create is possible and that you are here to do that you won't give up and you will stay the course you will be determined to succeed in that and so I think there are a number of things that I see anyway with women that are giving up on their dreams or they fail in business is that they give up too soon they're too they're too much of a perfectionist in a sense (laughs) that they just don't start and I know we've talked about this in the past Um, and you know, when you are a perfectionist, you're always trying to micromanage everything you do that you never even get anything out there. And so someone that for me, I'm like, I'm all in, I'm a doer. I'm going to make this happen. If I say I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And it's happening now, not next week, not in six months, not 12 months. I'm like making it happen now. And that's why I have success maybe faster than other people, because I'm not afraid and I'm not a perfectionist. I can fix it along the way. Like Richard Branson says, he says, say yes now and figure it out later, you know? And so I do that. I say yes, and then I figure out how I'm going to get there. And then there's things like fear of judgment. People are so worried about what other people think, yet they're, those people that are judging them are the ones that couldn't do take the leap themselves. They're the ones that didn't chase their passions or dreams. I always say never take... Advice from broke or unhappy people because they're not truly living their mission, they're not truly fulfilled. So, why would you take advice from them? And you know, another thing is comparisonitis, I like to call it. Too many people I spend too long in the scroll hole comparing themselves to other coaches. You know, this is what I see in my space, but comparing this and that and not feeling good enough. And, and you know, it's all a facade. Focus on yourself, stay in your own lane, and stay the course. And that will be what gets you to where you want to go. And another thing I think is never getting started. Like I said, um, wanting an overnight success and not realizing it actually takes work. People want a business because it sounds great, but a business is harder that you will work harder than you've ever worked in your life, having a business. Like people seem to think that, You can go from a 38-hour, let's say, I think that's what it is for a work week. Is that what it is? Yeah, (laughs) Like in a (laughs) full-time job. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, they go from that and they go, I've got my own business. I'm only going to do five hours a week. Why would you expect to be paid the same amount of money if you're doing so little of your own stuff? You know, you've really got to know that it takes hard work, grit, determination, discipline, uh, a whole range of things, resilience to get to where you're going. And so there's like, you know, people lack authenticity. They struggle with imposter syndrome. Like these are all the things that I see um, to answer that question. But the number one thing is people get in their own way. They just do not let themselves dream big enough and take the action to make it happen.
0: Yeah, and I... I love what you said about perfectionism there because um, I'm a recovering (laughs) perfectionist and I was just so worried about this isn't perfect. This isn't perfect. But I think what I've learned over time is that, you know, nothing is ever really perfect. Like someone can look at your work or look at something you've created and do that completely a different way. And I think Mm. as long as it's, as close to perfect as you can get it but there does come a point where you just have to let it go and it's the letting go i've really had to learn in business Um, and it's taken me a while but i feel like i'm finally there so i love what you said about that
1: yeah i think perfectionism is a big problem for women because we do get up in our heads more so than men do And so we want it to be perfect. We don't want it to be this. We don't want it to be that. We need to fiddle with this. And we have a visual mind a lot of the time too and a creative mind. So we see things and we see more things and we more things. And that's why it's like, it doesn't need to be 100% perfect before you get it out there. Just get it out there or you're never going to achieve anything.
0: Absolutely. And so what advice do you have to women that sort of want to start their own business and what action steps can they take to sort of, start getting their business off the ground
1: beautiful question I love this and so I think number one know why you do what you do for you but also know why you do what you do for others and so when you have a strong why and people have probably heard this many times before and you have a strong vision and a strong mission you stay the course you stay in your own lane because that's your focus so when you wake up and you feel a little unmotivated or you didn't sleep well you know you're here to be of service and make an impact for your mission and that you know that you are bigger than what it is that you're here for, right? So the mission is bigger than you. And so I think having a mission and why that's very clear, that's number one, that's really key. And then I think it It's about really building a strong personal brand so that you can plug any offer service or product into that. And it doesn't matter if say it fails or it doesn't work out how you would have liked it. You can then go on to create something else because you've built that like, no trust factor with your audience. They're following along. They're really enjoying your content. And really all it is is that you're plugging in something to that personal brand. And there's so many moving parts to a personal brand, but that would be, um, maybe step number two, and then get good at networking and making friendships and building relationships. You know, business is about building relationships. It's not about selling all the time. It's not about taking. It's about what can I give? How can I impact? And in return, you'll see what you get. And you'll have this experience when adding value to people's lives and being of service just turns around and in tenfold for you. So I think they're probably the key points. And obviously, knowing your niche market, your target market, because You can't sell to everyone. If you try and be something for everyone, you're going to be nothing to no one, right? And so I think it's really key to know who your person is, who you're directing your content and marketing at and who you're here to sell or help or impact.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think... Once you have your niche, it's a lot easier. It's just really narrowing who your niche is, and I think. Well, what do you think? Do you think sometimes that changes for people as they sort of yeah you know, do their work? Does that change? For Absolutely.
1: People? Yeah, I think being specific is really important, but your niche can change. Now, disclaimer on that, it can't change like your underwear every week. (laughs) It needs to be, it needs to, well, you should change your underwear daily, but (laughs) you know what I mean? I love Um, it. You you really should be... staying focused for a minimum of six to 12 months and then if it's not what you want to do you can evolve and as you evolve and this is why a strong personal brand is really powerful i have people that have followed me for seven or eight years that eventually work have worked with me and they've seen my journey they've been part of my journey because i've got a strong personal brand and i add value and it's changed. I was a sports model and I worked with sports models. I then worked with body image and then I worked with people as a health coach and then life coach. Like there was so many aspects to my business and now obviously I work in business and I'll probably stay in this space for a very long time. So over the years I collected all these things by changing my niche and by um, experiencing different people. So I think be very specific on who you're here to serve and help right now, but over time that can definitely evolve.
0: Amazing. And then, so the magic question how do you decrease your stress and create balance in such a successful business? What does your routine look like?
1: Mm, I love this question. I think I'm more about harmony than balance because I feel like it's very hard to balance when you are building a very big empire or you are working with a number of people or you have a full-time thing. And it really depends on where you're at in your life as well. So I'm, I don't have kids, um, you know, and my business is my baby. It's my big-time thing. So I spend a lot of time in my business. And I think truly when you are passionate about what you do, it's not really work. And that's where you can get caught up in not making time for other things because it's very easy to just work all the time. And I think if we can just find that harmony, and I heard someone talk about this the other day, I'd love to share this analogy, is that it's like a DJ set with all the different panels, right? All the little buttons that you move up and down the levers. And I think if we can find every sector of our life, our values, our needs, all our things, and find harmony between all of those, that's where truly you can find that balance, let's say. So for me, making time for my fitness and health because it's my number one value outside of business is my training and my health. So I really make time for good food, coffee, um, hanging down the beach, going to the gym. These are my non-negotiables when it comes to lifestyle stuff. I always take time for me in the mornings. I don't see clients before 10 a.m. unless I have to. Uh, it's really important that I make that space for myself to really have alone time, connection time, journaling, um, a spiritual mindfulness practice because I think when we start the day in that place of gratitude or in a place of really connecting to our true self, we then show up and deliver our absolute best from it in a whole different ballgame game. And so I really love to do that. I love to also learn all the time. That's a big part of who I am. So I really love reading. I love listening to music. I'm playing music all day, nearly every day. So I think making sure that, you know, when you hear people like myself or other people talking about morning routines and things like that, there's no right or wrong when it comes to what yours looks like. It's just about making the space for it to be what works for you. You don't need a fancy three hour morning routine. If you don't have the time, like, make time for yourself if it's just 10 minutes to sit close your eyes and connect or write in your journal or go down the beach for a swim your morning routine needs to run at your own schedule um and something that I guess for me that I'm really proud of and really happy and feel very content about now is that being at the level of success in the business I have now I've been able to run my own schedule and every day I make time where I need it can train whatever time I want. And don't be afraid to do that. Like If you're someone that does run their own business or is a coach, don't be afraid to set boundaries and standards for your calendar. Because if you just let clients walk all over you, you're just going to have this awful experience, resentment. You're never going to make time for yourself. You're never truly going to be at your best and your cup isn't going to be full. So choose when you want to coach, choose when you're going to train, choose when you're going to Go for a walk or spend time with friends or eat good food and, and actually diarize that so that you can have that balance and success in your business.
0: Totally. And I actually just did an episode on boundaries um, this week. And I oh, think nice.
1: oh I think
0: it's so important because I think we always feel bad. For you know, if you're a kind person or a person that always wants to be there for everyone, I think you feel bad when you set those boundaries. But really, if you can't set those boundaries, then you can't fill your own cup and then you can't be your best person for the people that you're working with or that you're serving or, you know, the people that are actually within your life. So I think that's super important.
1: Yeah, for sure. And something to keep in mind is when you're saying yes to others, are you actually saying no to yourself? And that's something really important. So if you're saying yes to something that might not feel good to you, and it's crossing your boundary, then you really need to think about not saying yes. So say saying yes to you at the same time as others.
0: Yeah, amazing. And so if someone wants to work with you, where can they find you?
1: i'm on instagram so come and hang out in my dms because i love instagram and i love chatting <laughs> to people it's <laughs> um, just come on yeah it's come and be sleazy in the dms no <laughs> um it's i am rebecca neal um, n-e-a-l-e uh, on instagram or i've got a website rebeccaneal.com.au
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for all the amazing value you added to today's episode. I really appreciate your time and thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for asking. I was so excited when you asked me to be on the show. So I hope the audience has gained a few golden nuggets today.
0: Amazing. And just on a side note, I have loved your dancing
1: videos on Instagram. When you touched them. I love them. I love that so much. I need to do some more dancing for you. (laughs) Take care, lovely. Have a beautiful day. Thanks, beautiful. Bye.
0: Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have loved and enjoyed today's podcast, then please share it with your friends and family. If you have any comments or would like to reach out, you can find me on Instagram at knowingherwellness. See you soon for the next episode of Too Blessed to be Stressed.